Welcome back to the Rock Your Retirement Show. I'm your host, Kathy Klein, and this is a continuation of our one-year project. If you are a new listener to the show, we have a lot of back episodes where you can find information that you're looking for. But starting with episode 239, which was three episodes ago, we started following the life of Barbara Mock. This is section one of this one-year project. There will be 12 sections, which we will release on a monthly basis, so be sure to subscribe. There may be some bonus episodes, but we promise a monthly one. So I urge you to go back and start with Barbara's Amazing Journey, Section 1, which was released on August 31st, 2020. Listen to these episodes in order so you too can follow along with Barbara's journey. Today, Barbara and I talk about the messy middle. This is the place where you have made the decision to retire, but you're not retired yet. You're getting ready. You're planning. You're filling out forms, taking classes, creating your checklist, and checking things off. It's during this messy middle that things start to get real. It starts to get a little scary. You're looking at how permanent your decision is. This is the part where things can get a little messy at home, too, because even though we might have discussed it with our significant other, when it starts to get real, things can pop up that you didn't think about before. That, my dear listener, is the messy middle. And as Barbara promised when she embarked on this journey with us, she tells us everything. Remember, Barbara promised to be vulnerable, and she is in this episode. She tells us about a situation between her and her husband, and situations like the one she describes is common in new retirees. But she is overcoming it because she was prepared. She prepared herself by reading books and listening to this show. So if you are getting ready to retire, if you are in the messy middle, if you are already retired and find yourself getting into the messy parts, be sure and listen to today's episode of the Rock Your Retirement Show. Let's listen in. So Barbara, it's time to do our podcast again. So for listeners, if you are not familiar with the show, we have been doing a one-year project with Barbara Mock. She is our retiree who has announced her retirement, and we are following her. We're living vicariously through her as she goes through the different stages of retirement. So just just for your information, some of these things can be a little bit messy. So if you have not listened to the first few episodes, I would suggest that you go back and start from the beginning of Barbara's journey and um, and then follow along with us. So Barbara, welcome back. Thank you. It's really good to see you. I can't believe a whole month has gone by. I know. It's it's in the time of COVID, as we are recording this, it's fast and slow. 
you know, things, things seem to be going by really fast and they seem to be dragging on. <laughs> this is a interesting life that we're leading right now. So tell me what's been going on with you. Well, <clears throat> I'm in the middle and that means that I've announced. And so I'm halfway through looking back and halfway through looking forward. And the other day, it's fall in the Pacific Northwest, and we were raking leaves on a gorgeous, gorgeous, sunny day. And I kind of felt like the changing of the seasons is a metaphor for what I'm going through right now. When I first started in the summer, everything was new and bright and shiny and exciting, full of energy. And now that fall has arrived, we're having wind and rain and leaves flying everywhere. And I think that's a picture of how I'm feeling. And then I know that as I come into winter, I love to kind of curl up with a good book and sit by the fire. Um, but I'm thinking that spring is going to be my new life. And I'm going to be coming out of this season of the past and looking forward. And in some ways that is exciting, but it's also a little scary because it's so permanent, right? Once you make that decision, you're going to retire. I'm sure that you could go back on that, but I'm not. So I know there's this date certain out there. And I think for your listeners, um, our listeners, I had talked earlier about a book I've been reading called Your Retirement Quest. Uh, it's 10 Secrets for Creating and Living a Fulfilling Retirement, and it's by Alan Spector and Keith Lawrence. When I got the book this summer, I dove in like I always do, and we just started ripping through the chapters. And for those of you that haven't read the book, I highly recommend it if you're the type of person that really wants to think about and plan for your retirement, not related to money. So... What was fun about that is my husband said, sure, I'll go on that journey with you. I'll never read the book, but every time there's a chapter, we can talk about it. And so as each chapter unfolded, it was exciting. It was fun. And at the end of each chapter, it suggests to you to answer some questions. What are you going to stop doing? What are you going to continue doing? And what are you going to do that's new? And those are really, really fun questions to explore and think about. And so I churn through these 10 keys, these 10 secrets, which I can mention in a moment. And then I got stuck and I couldn't figure out why, because the very next step is to create your plan. To no, write. wait, didn't, didn't you put some kind of a plan on a chalkboard or a whiteboard I or something? I did. I did the do and consider. So I made a list of all the things I needed to do and then all the things I needed to consider. But you don't leave it there, right? To create a plan, there's usually a schedule and there's an action item. It's not just a list that's sitting there. So everything starts with purpose. And so Alan, rightly so, said, write your purpose statement. And that can be really hard if you've never done one of those things. It's a it's a lofty, aspirational kind of a goal. And if you've never done that before, it's really hard. Did if you husband, have done it before, it's hard. Did your husband help you with that? Or well, he's already yes. retired, right? Yeah, he's already retired. And I think we said before that he feels right now like his retirement is on hold. 
He likes the life he has, um, but he's really not sure what's going to be happening. So one of the things we did that really only took about two minutes each, two minutes each has turned in to a six week odyssey. And here's how in the book, there's this list of all these words, all these values. And all you're supposed to do is circle the ones that jump out at you. Like taking one of those little tests where you just, you just go on that gut feeling, that emotion. And so my husband did his really fast. So for my husband, his words were adventure, commitment, competition, that's my golfer. <laughs> right, the golf. Fairness, faith, family, loyalty, pleasure, because he's a guy, and prosperity. And I thought, wow, those are, those are, those are really good words. Now you just circle them. You don't have to think of them, right? No, there's just, there's just this huge list of probably 50, 60 words. And it's just interesting. Just, you just kind of go do it. So he did his separately and I didn't watch and I didn't see his list. And then I did my list and it was adventure, faith, family, friendship, gratitude, joy, loyalty, and service. So very similar, very similar, but we didn't match on everything. Of course. And as I looked at those and I look at our temperaments and our personalities, it really is a good description of us. So then what I did is I wrote down where we had the same words without talking about it. And I wrote them down and I put a heart around it because our four words, only four that we completely aligned on were adventure, faith, family, and loyalty. And when I look at our life and that we're just on one grand adventure all the time, and if it isn't really fun, we make it an adventure. Our faith is important to both of us and is the foundation for our relationship to know us is to know that we have this huge family and extended family and loyalty. We've been together since I was 16 and he was 18. We stayed at the same jobs for him 39 years at the same company and me for 44. So obviously we're so loyal. We just don't go anywhere, which I think is a good thing. And so looking at that, I thought, wow, this is really, really cool. But now what? And so therein lies the drama, because in my mind, I thought we needed to write a purpose statement together. And it just wasn't happening. He'd look at me like, okay, sure, that's fine for you. But this is crazy. Who does this? I said, well, these people in this book right here, they they work for Procter and Campbell. (laughs) And he goes, yeah, right. Have a ball with that, Barb. And so I kept trying to initiate the conversation. I kept trying to figure it out because purpose drives everything. And during this last six weeks, we've been talking a lot about what are activities? Are we going to get a trailer? Are we going to buy a truck? Am I taking golf lessons? And it's just kind of on and on and on and on. And we just didn't move to that next important step. And so one Sunday... We sat down and we were talking and I finally, as I was, I was talking to him and he was listening to me. He said, well, it sounds like you need to write your purpose statement. 
<laughs> right. Instead of doing it for me. Right. And I was like, it was like pop in the face. And I said, oh my gosh, you are so right. And I don't know that he will ever write one. And I don't know that we'll ever write one as a couple. But I took a long walk with the dog and I thought, and I immediately came back. So six weeks of being blocked, of not being able to figure out what to do in that moment when I realized it's about me and my journey, not imposing what I want on him, which I'll get to that next. Well, I Um, can totally understand why you would want to do it together. I mean, you've been together since you were children. Right. Right. right, And so you you want to do things together. And as a woman, I think, I think women are more likely to want to do that than men. I could be sexist here, but just from my limited experience, it just seems, seems that women are more inclined to, to do that kind of thing. What do you think? Well, I think that we definitely like to see kind of what's underneath and that emotion. Um, we want to be aligned. We want to share with our partner. But what gets me excited playing with my grandkids, he wants the competition. He wants to go golfing. Right. He loves his grandkids, but it's not his life, right? There's other things. And so I think what I appreciate about him was he was able to go along with me in the journey and listen and listen and listen and then finally say, well, why don't you do it? And it freed me to quit trying to impose what I wanted on us as a couple for this future event that hasn't happened yet and just work on my own stuff. So that, that was a good day. I felt happier because I'd been feeling really frustrated. Like, are we just going to be stuck here? So here's what I wrote. Um, I feel a little vulnerable saying it, but I feel like I committed to you that I would be open, the good and the bad. Um, So my vision for retirement is, My greatest ambition is to please Jesus above all else. I will continue to love and be loyal to my best friend and husband. I am full of gratitude for my family and friends. I embrace adventure and travel for the opportunity to learn and grow. I am kind, thoughtful, and compassionate to those in need. And I focus on my physical, spiritual, and emotional well-being so that I can bring joy to others through service in my community. Oh, that's so beautiful. And that is who I am and who I aspire to be. And what I realized in going through this journey is that shouldn't be easy. It should require a lot of thought. And like any vision or goal, you know, we joke a lot in planning, military leaders make these exhaustive plans and they have all kinds of contingencies, but there's this saying, and it's not a direct quote because I don't know who said it, but no plan survives first contact with the enemy. You're, you're nodding. So I'm sure you've heard it. So I know that my vision, my mission, if you will, probably won't survive first contact with life. And that maybe things will have to change. But what it gave me is kind of an overarching umbrella to think about what it is I want out of my retirement. And the nice thing about having something like that that's written down is there'll be all these new things flooding into my life, activities, opportunities to serve, trips, things with kids. 
And I guess what I want to say right now is if it doesn't align with my vision, then I really want to take a minute and stop and say, does this make sense for me? So once I had my vision, I had these lists, like I said, the do and the consider. And one of the things that Alan and um, Keith talk about is making a chart or a graph, which is not for everybody. This is something you could kind of geek out on. And this is why my <laughs> husband's just looking at me like, oh, honey, that's nice. <clears throat> but what they do is they encourage you to think of all the things that you think you want to do in retirement. And that I put across the top and I picked 10 things, 10. Now, are these major things or just things you want to do every day or how does it work? Yeah. So for me, a new area is golf. Never done that before. And so I think the readers will read in my blog. I started my golf lessons and I love my instructor. She is, I know she's going to be a friend. She's like a kindred spirit. She's so excited to be working with me because, you know, 61 is kind of a late age to start golfing. So that's my new thing. Things I want to continue are hiking and biking. I have the equipment, easy to do. I just would like some friends to do it with now that I'm retiring. I still plan on snow skiing. I've had a dream for a long time. I, I met a man once in Park City, Utah, where we were skiing. And it was really crowded that day. And there wasn't a lot of room to sit. And I said, can I sit with you? And he was an 80-year-old man. And it was his birthday oh. and he was skiing for free at it on his birthday. And I said, you know what? When I grow up, I want to be able to ski when I'm 80. Well, that's 19 more years. So <laughs> got to stay in shape for that. That's right. Um, some of my growth things we've talked about before, trying new things like painting or learning a language, travel for sure. Someday. Service. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Service. I have a, a number of charitable organizations that I give to, but I'd love to kind of pr participate more directly. Camping is kind of new. We got rid of all the camping equipment years ago when the kids were little. And so right now in this time of COVID, we're talking about doing something that a lot of people do, get an RV and, you know, have your own kitchen, you can cook, but that's a big investment and we're not a hundred percent sure. So we're we really having the renting. Well, we could try renting for sure, but my husband loves to buy and, you know, have it, <laughs> get all the stuff. Um, so we're talking about that. And then, of course, family. So right. not really anything new. There was one on there, though, is I used to be in a gym and I had a gym membership. Obviously, in this time of COVID with our state regulations, really nobody's going to the gym. Uh, but I put that on there because I thought, well, you know, that's a good thing to do for health. But the things that you put on the left side of the axis, the, the list of things from the book, and again, I'll, I'll, I'll put something in my blog or in the show notes, but it's your purpose and values, which is that vision statement. But the things that are keys to the secret of a fulfilling retirement are attitude, well-being, financial security, connectedness, giving back passions, growth, and fun. And what I loved about each of the chapters and thinking about that is I was able to go back and on my chart, you put pluses and minuses. So for example, travel, um, does travel help my attitude? 
Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> so I put two pluses, right? My well-being. Sure. I just, I'm, I'm just delighted when I get to travel, but when I got to financial security, I put yeah. two minuses because <laughs> right. travel is expensive. And so you kind of get it where I went through each of my areas that I'm thinking about doing in retirement and then putting it on that axis and putting either pluses or minuses and then totaling it up. And I have to say it was, oh my gosh, it was a aha moment. And my husband came and he goes, wow, that's interesting. And I can take a photo of it if you want, but I listed all the things under the category of family, like holidays, vacation, Nana camp, Monday night dinners, whatever, whatever the family things were. Under my uh, travel, I have a ginormous list. Probably won't be able to make it all, but I'm going to give it the old try. But when I totaled everything up, the things that scored the highest for me that give me life the most was family and travel and growth, right? Getting to learn and new, do things. And unfortunately for my gym, it was negative too. Wow. Because it was expensive and it wasn't that fun. And I realized that I really enjoy exercising when I'm doing something like hiking, like biking, hiking. or skiing, not just going to a gym. But I thought for sure that would be something. And so what it's done is it's just helped me focus on what's important to me. And that's really all the exercise is about. It's to intentionally think about what is important to you and why is it important and how does it contribute to having a fulfilling retirement. So that's what I've been working on. Wow. So it sounds like some of it has been messy, but some of it has been freeing to you as well. Yes. So I'm a little ashamed to say that one of the biggest collisions was something that you predicted the very first time we talked and I've listened to podcasts about it and it was very humbling. I have to say when it happened. So I think at the end of our last broadcast, when we were talking about canceled plans and I said, I was pivoting to gardening, I am a planner and I'm a doer. And I'm not very patient sometimes as I'm learning. Well, the garden was my husband's idea. And I'm thinking to head to retirement, what's going to happen in the spring? So I jumped in with both feet. I started going online and picking out seeds and putting them in the cart. But I didn't purchase them, which was good. And then he was talking about garden beds and greenhouses and just brainstorming. And I'm like, well, we got to get going on this. And he goes, well, just a minute. I said, no, no, no. We, we've got to get the soil bared. We've got to get the thing. We've got, we've got to get everything ready. And he said, no, we don't. Every day Saturday, <laughs> we can take our time, enjoy the process. I'm like, well, no. So I've got graph paper and I'm drawing things and I'm, you know, ready to click the button on this expensive greenhouse. He goes, hold it. What are you doing? He goes, it seems like you're trying to direct me. Madam Director. And I went, oh my gosh, this is what Kathy talks about with men that are executives that come into their wives' domain. And I've had people tell me about that, like, oh my gosh, he's trying to change everything and do everything and tell me how to do it better. 
And we just like had this huge argument. And then I realized, oh my gosh, you're doing it. You're trying to take over his project in the guise of helping. So I saw a vision for what could be really a bad, he goes, why are you being mean to me? And I said, I'm not being mean. I'm just trying to get you motivated here. (laughs) And so after I did this exercise, lo and behold, I looked and not one place was the word garden on my list of 10 things. And so I'm sure I will do this over and over again, where he'll have an idea, I'll get excited and then I'll try to start planning and directing. But because of your show and because of the podcast, I realized that that is a danger. And I think any married couple where one has been retired first and the other's still working, that when that shift happens. And so he said to me, this is a huge transition for me, for you to not be working. I'm excited about it. But I'm a little nervous that the things I want to do are going to get overtaken. And I said, so then I kind of misheard him. When he said, take away, I inserted in my brain, sacrifice. Oh, well, I'm not asking you to sacrifice and give up golf. And he's like, I didn't say sacrifice. (laughs) And then he said, I need balance because that's what he does all the time. So we'll need a day or a couple days where we do things together. And I'm like, Oh no, I'll be fine on my own. You can, <laughs> it, it, it was not, a, it was not my best moment. And of course, eventually we worked it out because you can't be married for over 40 years and not have a way to work it out. But I'm not proud of the fact that I resorted to my pattern, which is okay. We've got to plan it. We've got to do it. We've got to execute. So now I'm trying to go day by day and not get in the mix about taking over the garden. I have enough stuff to work on on my own, but it's been very interesting how quickly that happened. And we're not even retired yet. We're just in the middle of thinking about it. Well, it's part of it too, is when you've had an executive job, I, I do this all the time with Les and my family has said that I'm bossy when it comes to, it's hard, you know, it's hard when you're used to being a, a certain way at work And then you come home and you see something and you just want to help get it done, you know? And so I, I can relate to you on that end. And, you know, I think, I think all of us, and it doesn't matter if you're male, female, whatever, who have been executives or owned a business or ran a department or ran a book club, you know, we can all get bossy sometimes, I think. so. I'm glad that you're that you're working it out and that you catch it. For me, I usually don't catch it until afterwards, you know, when it's when it's too late. So, definitely something that I'm working on as well. I'm glad that you caught it and, you know, let him do his thing. He doesn't want the, you know, you to take over his thing probably, right? Well, he's um very particular. He was a repairman and he fixes things and so he's very deliberate. He thinks things through. He'll draw plans for days. He'll he'll try to make it better. I'm like, "Come on, aren't we ready? Let's just get going." Um so I think that makes us a good couple because I think that he would probably think about it for a really long time and I, you know, kind of like, "Okay, let's get this done." It's when that sweet spot happens where my skills at let's make a decision. Let's come up with a plan. 
if I can let him do the organizing and the thinking part and the methodical part, because I could never do the projects we've done. He's the one who builds things. Um, then it's a good team. But it's when it gets out of balance. And, and I think it could be anything between a couple where one has a strength and the other one has a, a strength where you're vying and we're both firstborns. So, you know, we're, we're both used to trying to be in charge. And so somebody's got to kind of step back. And so I'll step back on the gardening, um, but I'll step ahead on some of the other things. And the traveling. I hope the, so. I hope the so. Planning the birthday parties for the grandkids or whatever, yep. right? Yeah. Oh, well, that is, that's good. I'm glad. Now you're still working through some things, I'm sure. Yes. But I'm glad that you have this book. And, um, you know, I'm thinking that maybe I'll create some kind of contest for the listeners that has to do with maybe winning a copy of that book. So I'm going to, I'm going to put on my thinking cap and figure out some kind of contest and listener you'll, if you're in the Facebook group, I'll announce it there first. And um, if you're not, I'll probably create just a short blog post and tell you what the contest rules are or whatever. And we'll, we'll figure something out because that book sounds like something that I should read, you know, sounds, yeah. sounds If you're good. thinking about retirement, it, it's almost like a journal where you read a chapter and then you really, I think the value in it is the thinking part. And I know with projects, you know, the beginning of a project, you're really excited. You, you're envisioning this future, but it gets really messy in any, any project. And there's never a straight line from A to B. It's, it's whirling around back and forth. And if you're impatient like me, you want to get to the finish line. You want to get it done. But being married to someone who says, it's about the process. Enjoy the process as you go along. It's a good reminder. And so this book kind of breaks that down into thinking at, about it in a deliberate way, but then having it all come together. And I guess if I had a piece of advice, if you're anticipating retirement, don't rush this part. Rest in it analyze it, think about it, talk to your friends, talk to your family, and at some point try to get it down on paper because that means then you're likely to get it done. But I was rushing. So the six weeks that I spent was more thinking than writing anything down. Well, sometimes you need to think before you can write. Yes. And it sounds sure. like that's what your husband is. He sounds like a thinker yep. and you sound like a doer. Yep. And that's why you make such a great team. So Thank you so much for coming on the show again and telling us about this messy middle that you were working through. And um, yeah, is there anything that you want to say to the listener before we say goodbye? Well, I appreciate the feedback I'm getting on the blog post. I think I've shared with Kathy before that for work, I was always writing zoning codes, letters, speeches, doing PowerPoints. And so this is kind of a whole new world for me. So I really don't know what I'm doing, but I just have things that come to me and I feel like maybe they might be of help or interest about my personal story or my life or what I'm working on. And so I appreciate the feedback that I'm getting just to understand that if it's something that interests you, I'd love to hear back just how it's affected you, because then that helps me to kind of think about what else could I write. Well, I have to tell you from my standpoint, I love the blog post that you did about your two grandmas. Mm -hmm. You know, that was a great blog post. And for the listener, basically, she had two grandmas, correct me if I'm wrong, two grandmas, one was positive, and the other one, not so much. And basically, as a child, 
Barbara didn't want to go see the non-positive grandma and didn't want to be like her and loved the positive grandma and all the ways that positive grandma improved other people's lives. So if you haven't read that blog post, head on over. What what was the name of the article? Do you remember, Barbara? Uh, a Tale of Two Grandmothers. Yeah. So, so read that and post a comment on it and um, let Barbara know how you know, which of her articles that you like best. So thank you so much, Barbara. This has been once again a pleasure speaking with you. And for the listener, we'll see you next time on the Rock Your Retirement Show. Bye. Bye. Oh, wait, I wanted to thank you again for listening to the Rocky Retirement Show. If you're a new listener, a good place to start is episode 116. This explains the six pillars of retirement lifestyle and our general philosophy. Episodes 1 through 236 can be thought of as an encyclopedia. These are topics that may or may not be interesting to you. You can listen to the ones that you're interested in and forget the rest until the issue becomes an issue for you. And that's okay. I actually don't recommend starting with episode one and working through until the most recent. That's actually not how the show was designed. Of course, if you want to do that so you can see how the show changed over time, you're welcome to. Now, starting in August... Actually, August 31st of 2020, we changed the format of the show. The monthly episodes starting with 237 follow a real retiree from her pre-announcement through her first year of retirement. There might be bonus episodes, but we're committed to monthly. If you've enjoyed any of our past shows or the show that you've just listened to and you want to support us, you can do so in any of the four ways. One, share this episode with a friend or family member who needs to hear it. This is the most important way that people find us. Since our audience is typically older, we grow by having our listeners share our episodes with others. Two, subscribe to or follow the show using whatever podcast catcher you're listening on right now. Now, if you're listening on your computer, you can listen on your smartphone by going to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, iHeartRadio, Spotify. I mean, I believe on all of them. If you can't find us on the podcast catcher that you'd like to use, send us a note on the website at rockyourretirement.com and we'll make sure that we get on your favorite podcast app. But basically, what you do is you download the app, and then you search for the show, and when you find it, you'll hit subscribe. Make sure it's the Rock Your Retirement Show, and that you hear my voice when you listen. Um, actually, there were some episodes where Henry Shapiro was a guest. Uh, we, we actually downloaded 
some of his episodes. So if you hear him, it's probably still the, the same show. There were maybe 34 or 35 episodes back in the beginning that we hosted on our show uh, when he decided to leave podcasting. Number three, how you can support us is by leaving a review. Whatever podcast app you're listening to normally has the option of leaving a review, either a written review saying how great the show is or just with stars. Five stars is typically the best. And of course, we're shooting for those five star reviews. And if you tell us why you like the show, what you liked about it, it's actually easier for other people to understand what the show's about. A lot of people, when they find our show, they think it's about money. And of course, by now, you know that it's not. Number four, if you'd like to support us financially, of course, we're always appreciative of that. Just go to rockyourretirement.com support, and it will take you to our page where you can support us financially. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. Bye.